Romans chapter 13. I will not promise you I'll be through at 10 o'clock. I will try. But if I was you and I wasn't through, hey, I wouldn't leave here. There's no telling what's going to happen in this place. Praise God. Romans chapter 13. Begin reading at verse 8. Oh, no man anything. But to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in the saying, namely, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And he said all of that to get to verse 11. And now, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, nor in chambering or wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Reading out of two of those verses, it is high time to awake, and the night is far spent. I want to pick up a subject for a little while. Those that are praying, seeking the Lord, you just keep on. You're not going to worry me. Hey, if I don't have enough volume, they'll turn me up. Amen. I want to use the subject tonight for the next hour or so. At dawn, we slept. At dawn, we slept. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord just a moment.
All right, you may be seated. At dawn, we slept. In the natural, and all of us know that sleep is necessary. It's necessary. the peacefulness of the night. God knew how to put together a time for a man to sleep. Now, Brother Tenney, you talked about people that was in, you said you was an owl. I'm glad you didn't call us folks that get up at daylight turkeys. I know it. You called us chickens. doing when he fixed the night time. He turned on a little voice in the cricket that you hear in the night. The sounds of the night are so beautiful. And to some of us that may be night owls, you have heard in the middle of the night the old marking birds definitely just go to sing. Couldn't see a thing. I got up one night. I heard a mockingbird outside about 1 o'clock in the morning. And it was as dark as it could be, a street light out there. Not a street light, but a night light where I live. And I said, I, I just got up. He kept singing. And I went out there to look to see what he was doing. And he was sitting on top of that pole. And he would just jump up about three feet high and come down. And for about 30 minutes, he sang the most beautiful songs you ever heard in your life. And I stood there and watched the creation of God as it praised Him in the melody of its heart, singing not to men, not to the daylight hours, but just singing to God. Oh, and then... As the night wears on, finally you go to sleep. The first few hours of the night, sleep is not really beneficial to you. They say that the last three hours of the darkness is when you absorb the energy that your body needs in a deep, slumbering sleep. Somehow, it's just before the daylight that you sleep. Hallelujah. But I don't know about the church. The sun never sets on it. So we can't sleep. And I believe that this camp meeting has been a time to awaken us 
in the night, lest we sleep at dawn. Everything is looking toward the dawn of another day. It looks like that the church has come to her last night, the last sunset, and the rising of the next sun could be the coming of our Lord in the clouds of glory. never really appreciated it too much till a few years ago I went overseas and we stopped by the island of Hawaii and I wanted to go to Pearl Harbor and Pearl Harbor never really touched me too much until I went out to that memorial. When I stood there, I heard the roll call start. And then I got interested in the story. So interested. I was just a boy, a young boy, riding to church on a Sunday morning. When the news came, what happened in that snug little harbor that is so beautiful? In our city, they told us all about it. But the whole story was this. That as you stand there and look, oil still seeps up out of the stacks of the Arizona. In that grave buried beneath that water, boys are still there. I wondered, oh God, how could anything happen to a Navy like the United States Navy. Everything in the world that a man could possibly have to keep it from happening. But it still happened. Still happened. On that morning, December 7, the commanding admiral that lived out on the little island out in the middle of Pearl Harbor got up and in his pajamas just at the break of day took his dog for a walk walking the little dog. The phone rang, radar being very new and it came from the control tower. And they called him and said, Sir, we've picked up 
some strange blips on this radar. And we want you to know it. His wife called him from walking the dog and in his pajamas. He walked in the house and answered the phone. He said, oh, don't worry about it. Because we're expecting some new planes from San Francisco. That's what you're seeing. They're due in here today. But what he did not know, for 30 hours a fleet had been sailing in total silence. He did not know that out there the carriers were letting the zeros come off and the kamikaze planes were taking to the air. He did not understand that they would come from the north and they would go down the southern tip of the island and come up through behind the hills and come up into the harbor. He said, don't worry. It's nothing. It's all right. And so they slept. At dawn, they slept. At dawn, they slept. Say, church of the living God, God has called your admiralty. They've told you that there's something appearing on the spiritual radar of this great church. Oh, that God would allow us to not be asleep when the dawn really breaks. Walking the dog out on the lawn and the first speck came over the hill. They tell me that there's 3,000 men as that big bomb fell in the stack of the Arizona and it exploded. They tell me that 3,000 men died with their pajamas on. And they're asleep in a watery grave tonight. Let me tell you something, church. If you sleep after this camp meeting, you will sleep through everything that God has got to offer. Preacher friend, every service has been geared to turn you and me around and to wake us up and make us so sensitive to the Spirit that we can feel every little move that the Spirit wants to make. I believe that God has stripped off of the ministry this week off of myself, off of you, off of all of us, the calloused hands to where we can slip our hand into the hand of God and feel the heartbeat of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But we, if we sleep, Tommy Tenney, when you preached for me not long ago, you dropped something in my heart that I'll never forget. 
I don't know that you even remember saying it. But you asked me a question. Aren't you tired of being stirred and not changed? Am I preaching to people that a message like overqualified done nothing but stir you and you're going to go back to sleep. Have you answered a phone in the pajama time of the morning and said it's nothing to worry about? Just go on your merry way and let it be. Is it really true that a message of more excellent sacrifice only turned you over for a moment and you're going to go away from here tonight and tomorrow be wallowing in the bed of ease and not caring and being sound asleep. My God, church, hear me tonight. There's some flips on the radar that's telling us the rapture of this church is not far away. And whatever you're going to do, you better do it now. I'm going to say this, and please deal gently with me. Last night, after I got home, Brother Glass, it felt like a thousand pounds have been lifted off of my shoulder. I told my wife before I come to church last night, every night since Sunday night, I said, it's killing me, the weight of what God is doing to me. But last night, I felt God's gentle hand lift off of me a message that I believe that He sent to us. And if we take it and go home, and go back to sleep. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. It's going to cost you the most precious thing that you've ever had in all of your life. At dawn, we slept. I wonder, would it help you if you could go and listen to the roll call? Would it make any difference to you? Brother Ewing brought you for just a moment an insert. Coming back to claim bodies, could it be that the roll call is being made tonight, Brother Barnes? He's called, oh, Brother S.L. Wise. You're not going to be pushed in a wheelchair anymore. You're not going to walk on crutches anymore. Oh, could it be that he calls Sister Wise? Could it be that he's called Brother and Sister Weeks? And he's told them, I'm calling the roll. It's not going to be long. We're going to go back. But say, oh God, have mercy on me if I go home and get back in the same thing I was in when I come to a camp meeting of destiny.
Could it be that we're on the brink? of the final move of God in a quivering world? I've thought so many times, 33,000 men died one morning because they slept. We'd have just been awake. But the craft the third watch, the final watch, is the hardest time to stay awake. Oh, you can be driving down the road and, and the white or yellow dashed lines on the road almost put you to sleep. And you drive out of instinct. You can stop and get out and walk, but if you've been driving long from four, five, 5.30 in the morning, just before dawn, it's the hardest time to stay awake. Hey, friend, aren't you tired of being stirred and not changed? Sound asleep. Couldn't recognize the minister of doom. Couldn't recognize the messenger of doom. Couldn't recognize that a man come to give me the final message that I'll ever hear. When Lot saw the angels of God come in, he thought they were just men. He said, come in. I'll wash your feet. We'll cook you a meal. In the morning you can go on. Those men have to shake him. Wake up, Lord. Wake up. It's going to be over in just a little while. Just a little while. Could it be that I am so covered with the things of this life and this world that I really can't wake up? I called my son the other morning from the campground. Phone rang five or six times, and in a little while I heard him. Praise the Lord, Foss's residence. Hey, I got a ten dollar bill waiting for you if you ever call my house. And me or my wife or my son answers that phone. If they don't answer you. Praise the Lord. Most of my church answers their phone that way. You'd be surprised how it disarms some of these devils sometime. I'm not giving away secrets. I'm just telling you a few things I've learned. I've had them to call me ready to... Uh, Praise the Lord, Brother Foss. Huh? Praise the Lord. 
When I called, I heard him. Praise the Lord. Moses rested in. And I said, Now wake you up. Yeah. I said, This is Daddy. Are you coming Wednesday? Yeah. Can't even remember it. Could it be that camp meeting 1982 has dialed your number? And it rang long enough that you managed to get your hands on the receiver? And you said, praise the Lord, this is where I live. And the voice on the other end of the line said, are you coming Wednesday? And you almost forgot what He told you. Don't go to sleep, friend. Don't leave here and go back to sleep. Could it be the spirit of Sodom is settling over some of us? You cannot understand that you've heard messages that contain not only life, but they contain death. And you can't understand it. Lot, get out! Get away! Get out of here! Wake up! I'll wash your feet. I'll cook you a meal. But Lot, you don't understand! My God, you don't understand! Tomorrow, fire and brimstone is going to fall. Lot, please don't go back to sleep. Hey, stay it, sir! When Lot ran and beat on the door, wake up! Wake up! They said, leave us alone tonight. Leave us alone. Will he ever come back and beat on your door? Will he ever come back and shake you again? Hey, you have no right to hear what you're hearing tonight. You have no right to hear this choir sing tonight. You have no right to hear these men, Brother Ewing, Sister Mangan, and them saying tonight. You've heard more gospel than the greatest part of this world will ever hear this year. You've heard it all in one week, and you're still asleep. You're asleep. Oh, God, help me. I don't want to go home and be like I was. I don't want to go home and lose what He's done for me. I don't want to answer the phone and say, yes, I'm here, and turn over and go back to sleep. God! 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 Let something happen inside of me that I can wake up. I can't sleep at dawn.
You see, I'm preaching to some of you that your families are going to burn. Your children are going to burn. Brother Mannigan, I feel like I need to say this. I'm going to say it. I'm talking to some of you that not many days from now, you'll be going to a lawyer. Divorces. Headed there. The camp done nothing but prolong the death of the child. But your home is already going to bits. And it's going to pieces. We're fighting a monster that we can't control. People come into our offices. I don't know why. I just don't want to live with them anymore. No reason whatever. Sound asleep. But sir, let me tell you, that demon of divorce that's attacked this church has got to be stopped dead in its tracks. It's got to stop, sir. But the only way it can be is that God will shake us and wake us up and let them know that at dawn you cannot sleep. Oh, Brother Foss, you shouldn't be so hard. Listen, friend. It's a serious thing. No adultery on either side. Just can't get along. Incompatibility. Want to change. Honey, if you let that devil get in your home and then you remarry, you'll rot till you burn in a red hot hell. God makes no provisions for that. He said it was not so from the beginning. Oh, don't let me sleep. How can you go away from this camp meeting and knowing I'm going to a divorce court, knowing that I'm going to walk out on God, knowing that I've been moved, but I'm not stirred. I've just been moved and not changed. I'm stirred, but I'm the same. Oh, God, help me to understand. I can't sleep at dawn. I'm going to journey on in just a moment. I'm already five minutes over time. Friend, if we don't wake up in the end time, there is something turned loose against the home and against the family. If you don't preach now, you won't even be able to preach against adultery. You won't be able to preach against divorce. You won't be able to lift up your voice. All you'll be able to do is say, Don't disturb me. I'll wash your feet. I'll get everything ready, but don't disturb me.
God can't get along, can't live right, going to quit the wife, going to leave, separate. It's like you have killed me when I pulled it out of my heart. I said, I'm sorry, buddy. I've fished on riverbanks. I've been on lakes. I've been in the mountains. I've been with you everywhere. And I'd rather die than tell you what I'm telling you. But you're backslid. You're backslid. And my God, how can we sleep? And it's just before the crack of dawn. How can we sleep knowing that at any time the trumpet At dawn, we slept. At dawn, we slept. At dawn, we slept. Over the horizon comes hell's kamikaze pilots one sailing for targeted in on my ship don't let me sleep I watched a little woman curled up on the couch in my house just last week, my wife covered her with a afghan and she laid there. I watched her tremble. I watched her shake. Twenty-two years married. Three beautiful children. What's wrong? He don't want me anymore. He simply says, I'm scared. Hey, friend. You waited a long time to get scared. It's time to wake up and live. Hey, preacher, I'm talking to you tonight. You better be careful while you're attending the business, while you're counseling in offices, while you're about the master's business. That devil may be coming into your home, and it may, you may wake up in the morning and understand at dawn, I slept. Strange, strange message for the last night. I wanted you to shout before I preach, because I knew you wasn't going to shout about this. But wake us up. God, wake me up. Wake me up. I don't know why I feel this way. And I know that you don't believe a lot of it. But that's all right. I felt it for two nights. I said something to Sister Foss about it. Honey, don't say anything about that. But in the last five minutes, I feel it so strong.
I was preaching one night in our church. Just such a spirit as this settled over that audience. Now look coming in the back door. Form in the shape of a man. Oh, but the thoughts, I don't believe in that. That's your business. That's your business. But hey, I can't hardly stand here where I am right now. Dark, not black, kind of a dark gray. And I was preaching and that spirit settled over that audience. I stood there, watched it move to the left. And it moved down the aisle, come down to the fifth pew. And it stood there. I watched it kind of shimmering, shaking. Couldn't see any features. All I could see was just, I knew it was the image. Shape of a man in a robe. I watched it dissipate. And it hit me like a bolt out of the blue. The spirit of death walked into my church. I stopped preaching. I looked at the audience. Hell screamed at me, don't say it. Don't say it. I had to say it. I said, Bethel Tabernacle, I saw the spirit of death come in. I told them where it stopped. It stopped right in the area. I couldn't figure it out. Where my strongest men sat by the glass. Just as though it would come and stop right here. And stand in these, between these pews. And it began to dissipate. I told the church, that's where it stopped. We fell on our face. One week, one of the strongest board members I had passed away. Two and a half weeks later, the one across the aisle died. Two weeks later, the one sitting here died. Five of the strongest men in my church in the space of just a few weeks left this world. I got on my face, oh God, what is it? I don't understand. I don't know. Neither do I know why I feel what I'm feeling here tonight. But I'm telling you, sir, that something has come into this audience that hasn't been here not one night since I've been preaching to you. I've preached to the preachers. I've preached to the saints. I've preached to the sinners. But my God, I wish I knew I'd walk out there and put my hand on you tonight. But I'm telling you, I'm not wrong. If I could just wake you up. If I could just wake you up. If I could just wake you up. Give me five more minutes. I'll be through. 
camp meeting will be history. But you won't be through hearing about this camp meeting for a long, long, long time. We danced in the night. We shouted. But I went back to sleep. Brother Tenney, my old dad walks with me so many times when I preach. I feel his spirit here now. One of the last messages I ever heard him preach, he entitled it, and I'm going to give it to you in closing. Be careful on your way home. Be careful. On your way home. Too close. Too near. Too close. Some of us, the Lord's going to take us. That's all right. But if you remain the same, you better be careful. On your way home. Three more minutes. 1982. History. Only a writing. I can't tell you enough. My God, don't go to sleep tonight. Please don't go to sleep tonight. Please don't go to sleep tonight. Too close. Be careful. On your way home. Be careful. On your way home. And so, the sun sets with one more minute. Has everything happened that you want to happen in this camp? Goodbye, friend. If you haven't been touched, if you haven't been reached, you're out of reach. I'm sorry. Brother Foss, if you haven't been reached, you're unreachable. You're unreachable. Because he's reached for me. How do I close this? I've been trying for five minutes to close it. But that spirit is still here. 
How am I going to close it? Oh. How am I going to close it? Steve, Brother Mahoney, somebody, my God, somebody do something. Whatever you do, move carefully. Move carefully. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Careful. Be careful. Be careful. Whatever you do, boys, whatever you do, be sure you know. This is it. I confess to you, over a hundred camp meetings come and gone. I've never come to one like I'm in right now. Brother Glass, I've never been where I'm at right here on the last night. It's usually a night of joy. A night, hey, we're going to close it high. We're going to close it high, but all I can tell you, all I can say to you, don't sleep. Don't sleep. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up! Wake up! I am thine, oh Lord. I have heard thy voice and its
this audience to look at my hands. I want you to look at them. I've tried to make them clean. My last words to you, camp meeting 1982, wake up. Be careful on your way home. Be careful on your way home. If I don't see you again, I'll see you in the rapture. To you, I say so long. We'll meet again. But to some of you, that I've got to say goodbye. Sinner, goodbye, lukewarm, goodbye, friend, out of reach of the love of God. Out of the book of Romans chapter 13. I will not promise you I'll be through at 10 o'clock. I will try. But if I was you and I wasn't through, hey, I wouldn't leave here. There's no telling what's going to happen in this place. Praise God. Romans chapter 13. Begin reading at verse 8. Oh, no man anything. But to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in the saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. And he said all of that to get to verse 11. And now, 
and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, nor in chambering or wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. reading out of two of those verses. It is high time to awake and the night is far spent. I want to pick up a subject for a little while. Those that are praying, seeking the Lord, you just keep on. You're not going to worry me. Hey, if I don't have enough volume, they'll turn me up. Amen. I want to use the subject tonight for the next hour or so. At dawn, we slept. At dawn, we slept. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord just a moment. All right, you may be seated. At dawn, we slept. In the natural, and all of us know that sleep is necessary. It's necessary. And there's something about the peacefulness of the night. God knew how to put together a time for a man to sleep. Now, Brother Tenney, you talked about people that was in, you said you was an owl. I'm glad you didn't call us folks that get up at daylight turkeys. I know it. You called us chickens. But God knew what He was doing when He fixed the night time. He turned on a little voice in the cricket that you hear in the night. The sounds of the night are so beautiful. And to some of us that may be night owls, you have heard in the middle of the night the old mockingbirds certainly just go to sing. 
couldn't see a thing. I got up one night. I heard a mockingbird outside about 1 o'clock in the morning. And it was as dark as it could be, a street light out there. Not a street light, but a night light where I live. And I said, I, I just got up. He kept singing. And I went out there to look to see what he was doing. And he was sitting on top of that pole. And he would just jump up about three feet high and come down. And for about 30 minutes, he sang the most beautiful songs you ever heard in your life. And I stood there and watched the creation of God as it praised Him in the melody of its heart, singing not to men, not to the daylight hours, but just singing to God. Oh, and then, as the night wears on, finally you go to sleep. The first few hours of the night, sleep is not really beneficial to you. They say that the last three hours of the darkness is when you absorb the energy that your body needs in a deep, slumbering sleep. Somehow, it's just before the daylight that you sleep. Hallelujah. But I don't know about the church. The sun never sets on it. So we can't sleep. And I believe that this camp meeting has been a time to awaken us in the night. Lest we sleep at dawn. Everything is looking toward the dawn of another day. It looks like that the church has come to her last night, the last sunset, and the rising of the next sun could be the coming of our Lord. In the clouds of glory. I never really appreciated it too much till a few years ago. I went overseas and we stopped by the island of Hawaii. And I wanted to go to Pearl Harbor. And Pearl Harbor never really touched me too much until I went out to that memorial. When I stood there, I heard the roll call start. And then I got interested in the story. So interested. 
was just a boy, a young boy, riding to church on a Sunday morning when the news came. What happened in that snug little harbor that is so beautiful? In our city, they told us all about it. But the whole story was this. That is, you stand there and look. Oil still seeps up out of the stacks of the Arizona. In that grave buried beneath that water, boys are still there. I wondered, oh God, how could anything happen to a Navy like the United States Navy? Everything in the world that a man could possibly have to keep it from happening. But it still happened. Still happened. On that morning, December 7, the commanding admiral that lived out on the little island out in the middle of Pearl Harbor got up and in his pajamas, just at the break of day, took his dog for a walk, walking the little dog. The phone rang, radar being very new, and it came from the control tower. And they called him and said, Sir, We've picked up some strange blips on this radar. And we want you to know it. His wife called him from walking the dog and in his pajamas. He walked in the house and answered the phone. He said, oh, don't worry about it. Because we're expecting some new planes from San Francisco. That's what you're seeing. They're due in here today. But what he did not know, for 30 hours a fleet had been sailing in total silence. He did not know that out there, the carriers were letting the zeros come off, and the kamikaze planes were taking to the air. He did not understand that they would come from the north, and they would go down the southern tip of the island and come up through behind the hills and come up into the harbor. He said, don't worry. It's nothing. It's all right. And so they slept. At dawn, they slept. At dawn, they slept. Say, church of the living God, God has called your admiralty. 
They've told you that there's something appearing on the spiritual radar of this great church. Oh, that God would allow us to not be asleep when the dawn really breaks. Walking the dog out on the lawn and the first speck came over the hill. They tell me that there's 3,000 men as that big bomb fell in the stack of the Arizona and it exploded. They tell me that 3,000 men died with their pajamas on and they're asleep in a watery grave tonight. Let me tell you something, church. If you sleep after this camp meeting, you will sleep through everything that God has got to offer. Preacher friend, every service has been geared to turn you and me around and to wake us up and make us so sensitive to the Spirit that we can feel every little move that the Spirit wants to make. I believe that God has stripped off of the ministry this week off of myself off of you, off of all of us, the calloused hand to where we can slip our hand into the hand of God and feel the heartbeat of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But we, if we sleep, Tommy Tenney, when you preached for me not long ago, you dropped something in my heart that I'll never forget. I don't know that you even remember saying it. But you asked me a question. Aren't you tired of being stirred and not changed? people that a message like overqualified done nothing but stir you and you're going to go back to sleep. Have you answered a phone in the pajama time of the morning and said it's nothing to worry about? Just go on your merry way and let it be. Is it really true that a message of more excellent sacrifice only turned you over for a moment and you're going to go away from here tonight and tomorrow be wallowing in the bed of ease and not caring and being sound asleep? My God, church, hear me tonight. There's some flips on the radar that's telling us the rapture of this church is not far away. And whatever you're going to do, you better do it now. I'm going to say this, and 
please deal gently with me. Last night, after I got home, Brother Glass, it felt like a thousand pounds had been lifted off of my shoulder. I told my wife before I come to church last night, every night since Sunday night, I said, it's killing me, the weight of what God is doing to me. But last night, I felt God's gentle hand lift off of me a message that I believe that He sent to us. And if we take it and go home and go back to sleep, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. It's going to cost you the most precious thing that you've ever had in all of your life. At dawn, we've slept. I wonder, would it help you if you could go and listen to the roll call? Would it make any difference to you? Brother Ewing brought you for just a moment an insert. Coming back to claim bodies, could it be that the roll call is being made tonight for the barns? He's called, oh, Brother S.L. Wise. You're not going to be pushed in a wheelchair anymore. You're not going to walk on crutches anymore. Oh, could it be that he calls Sister Wise? Could it be that he's called Brother and Sister Weeks? And he's told them, I'm calling the roll. It's not going to be long. We're going to go back. But say, oh, God, have mercy on me if I go home and get back in the same thing I was in when I come to a camp meeting of destiny. Could it be that we're on the brink? of the final move of God in a quivering world. I've thought so many times 33,000 men died one morning because they slept. We'd have just been awake. But the craft the third watch, the final watch, is the hardest time to stay awake. Oh, you can be driving down the road and, and the white or yellow dashed lines on the road almost put you to sleep. And you drive out of instinct. You can stop and get out and walk, but if you've been driving long, from four, five, 5.30 in the morning, just before dawn, it's the hardest time to stay awake. Hey, friend, aren't you tired of being stirred and not changed? Lie! 
We've come to talk to you. Sound asleep. Couldn't recognize the minister of doom. Couldn't recognize the messenger of doom. Couldn't recognize that a man come to give me the final message that I'll ever hear. When Lot saw the angels of God come in, he thought they were just men. He said, come in. I'll wash your feet. We'll cook you a meal. In the morning, you can go on. Those men had to shake him. Wake up, Lot. Wake up. It's going to be over in just a little while. Just a little while. Could it be that I am so covered with the things of this life and this world that I really can't wake up? I called my son the other morning from the campground. Phone rang five or six times, and in a little while I heard him. Praise the Lord. Boss's residence. Hey, I got a ten dollar bill waiting for you if you ever call my house. And me or my wife or my son answers that phone. If they don't answer you, praise the Lord. Most of my church answers their phone that way. You'd be surprised how it disarms some of these devils sometime. I'm not giving away secrets. I'm just telling you a few things I've learned. I've had them to call me, ready to, ugh. Praise the Lord, Brother Foss. Huh? Praise the Lord. When I called, I heard him. Praise the Lord. Foss is wrapped it. And I said, I wake you up. Yeah. I said, this is Daddy. Are you coming Wednesday? Yeah. Can't even remember it. Could it be that Camp Meeting 1982 has dialed your number? And it rang long enough that you managed to get your hands on the receiver. And you said, praise the Lord, this is where I live. And the voice on the other end of the line said, are you coming Wednesday? And you almost forgot what he told you. Don't go to sleep, friend. Don't leave here and go back to sleep. Could it be the spirit of Sodom is settling over some of us? You cannot understand that you've heard messages that contain not only life, but they contain death. And you can't understand it. Lot, get out! Get away! Get out! 
I'll wash your feet. I'll cook you a meal. But love, you don't understand. My God, you don't understand. Tomorrow, fire and brimstone is going to fall. Lot, please don't go back to sleep. Hey, stay it, sir! When Lot ran and beat on the door, wake up! Wake up! They said, leave us alone tonight. Leave us alone. Will he ever come back and beat on your door? Will he ever come back and shake you again? Hey, you have no right to hear what you're hearing tonight. You have no right to hear this choir sing tonight. You have no right to hear these men, Brother Ewing, Sister Mangan, and them sing tonight. You've heard more gospel than the greatest part of this world will ever hear this year. You've heard it all in one week. And you're still asleep. You're asleep. Oh, God, help me. I don't want to go home and be like I was. I don't want to go home and lose what He's done for me. I don't want to answer the phone and say, Yes, I'm here, and turn over and go back to sleep. God! 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 Let something happen inside of me that I can wake up I can't sleep at dawn. You see, I'm preaching to some of you that your families are going to burn. Your children are going to burn. Brother Mannigan, I feel like I need to say this. I'm going to say it. I'm talking to some of you that not many days from now, you'll be going to a lawyer. Divorces. Headed there. The camp done nothing but prolong the death of the child. But your home is already going to pits. And it's going to pieces. We're fighting a monster that we can't control. People come into our offices. I don't know why. I just don't want to live with them anymore. No reason whatever. Sound asleep. But sir, let me tell you, that demon of divorce that's attacked this church has got to be stopped dead in its tracks. It's got to stop, sir. But the only way it can be is that God will shake us and wake us up and let them know that at dawn you cannot sleep. Oh, Brother Foss, you shouldn't be so hard. Listen, friend. It's a serious thing. No adultery on either side. Just can't get along. 
incompatibility. Want to change. Honey, if you let that devil get in your home and then you remarry, you will rot till you burn in a red hot hell. God makes no provisions for that. He said it was not so from the beginning. Oh, don't let me sleep. How can you go away from this camp meeting and knowing I'm going to a divorce court, knowing that I'm going to walk out on God, knowing that I've been moved, but I'm not stirred. I've just been moved and not changed. I'm stirred, but I'm the same. Oh, God, help me to understand. I can't sleep at dawn. I'm going to journey on in just a moment. I'm already five minutes over time. Friend, if we don't wake up in the end time, there is something turned loose against the home and against the family. If you don't preach now, you won't even be able to preach against adultery. You won't be able to preach against divorce. You won't be able to lift up your voice. All you'll be able to do is say, Don't disturb me. I'll wash your feet. I'll get everything ready. But don't disturb me. Can't get along. Can't live right. Gonna quit the wife. Gonna leave. Separate. It's like to have killed me when I pulled it out of my heart. I said, I'm sorry, buddy. I've fished on riverbanks. I've been on lakes. I've been in the mountains. I've been with you everywhere. And I'd rather die than tell you what I'm telling you. But your backslid, your backslid, and my God, how can we sleep? And it's just before the crack of dawn. How can we sleep knowing that at any time the trumpet? At dawn. We slept. At dawn, we slept. At dawn, we slept. 
over the horizon comes hell's kamikaze pilots. One sailing for targeted in on my ship. Don't let me sleep. I watched a little woman curled up on the couch in my house just last week. My wife covered her with a Afghan and she laid there. I watched her tremble. I watched her shake. Twenty-two years married. Three beautiful children. What's wrong? He don't want me anymore. He simply says, I'm scared. Hey, friend, you waited a long time to get scared. It's time to wake up and live. Hey, preacher, I'm talking to you tonight. You better be careful while you're attending the business, while you're counseling in offices, while you're about the master's business. That devil may be coming into your home, and it may, you may wake up in the morning and understand, at dawn, I slept. Strange, strange message for the last night. I wanted you to shout before I preached, because I knew you wasn't going to shout about this. But wake us up. God, wake me up. Wake me up. I don't know why I feel this way. And I know that you don't believe a lot of it. But that's all right. I felt it for two nights. I said something to Sister Foss about it. Honey, don't say anything about that. But in the last five minutes, I feel it so strong. I was preaching one night in our church. Just such a spirit as this settled over that audience. Now look, coming in the back door, form in the shape of a man. Oh, Brother Foss, I don't believe in that. That's your business. That's your business. But hey, I can't hardly stand here where I am right now. Dark, not black, kind of a dark gray. And I was preaching and that spirit settled over that audience. I stood there, watched it move to the left, and it moved down the aisle, come down to the fifth pew, and it stood there. I watched it kind of shimmering, shaking. Couldn't see any features. All I could see was just, I knew it was the image. Shape of a man in a robe. I watched it dissipate. 
and it hit me like a bolt out of the blue. The spirit of death walked into my church. I stopped preaching. I looked at the audience. Hell screamed at me, don't say it. Don't say it. I had to say it. I said, Bethel Tabernacle, I saw the spirit of death come in. I told them where it stopped. It stopped right in the area. I couldn't figure it out. Where my strongest men sat by the glass. Just as though it would come and stop right here. And stand in these between these pews. And it began to dissipate. I told the church, that's where it stopped. We fell on our face. One week, one of the strongest board members I had passed away. Two and a half weeks later, the one across the aisle died. Two weeks later, the one sitting here died. Five of the strongest men in my church in the space of just a few weeks left this world. I got on my face, oh God, what is it? I don't understand. I don't know. Neither do I know why I feel what I'm feeling here tonight. But I'm telling you, sir, that something has come into this audience that hasn't been here not one night since I've been preaching to you. I've preached to the preachers. I've preached to the saints. I've preached to the sinners. But my God, I wish I knew I'd walk out there and put my hand on you tonight. But I'm telling you, I'm not wrong. If I could just wake you up. If I could just wake you up. If I could just wake you up. Give me five more minutes. I'll be through. Camp meeting will be history. But you won't be through hearing about this camp meeting for a long time. Long, long time. We danced in the night. We shouted. But I went back to sleep. Brother Tenney, my old dad walks with me so many times when I preach. I feel his spirit here now. One of the last messages I ever heard him preach, he entitled it, and I'm going to give it to you in closing. Be careful on your way home. Be careful. On your way home. Too close. Too near. 
close. Some of us, the Lord's going to take us. That's all right. But if you remain the same, you better be careful on your way home. Three more minutes. 1982. History. Only a writing. I can't tell you enough. My God. Don't go to sleep tonight. Please don't go to sleep tonight. Please don't go to sleep tonight. Too close. Be careful. On your way home. Be careful. On your way home. And so, the sun sets with one more minute. Has everything happened that you want to happen in this camp? Goodbye, friend. If you haven't been touched, if you haven't been reached, you're out of reach. I'm sorry. Brother Foss, if you haven't been reached, you're unreachable. You're unreachable. Because He's reached for me. How do I close this? I've been trying for five minutes to close it. But that spirit is still here. How am I going to close it? Oh. How am I going to close it? Keith? Steve? Brother Mahoney? Somebody? My God, somebody do something. Whatever you do, move carefully. Move carefully. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Whatever you do, boys, whatever you do, be 
sure you know. This is it. I confess to you, over a hundred camp meetings come and gone. I've never come to one like I'm in right now. Brother Glass, I've never been where I'm at right here on the last night. It's usually a night of joy. A night, hey, we're going to close it high. We're going to close it high, but all I can tell you, all I can say to you, don't sleep. Don't sleep. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up! Wake up! I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and its this audience to look at my hands. I want you to look at them. I've tried to make them clean. My last words to you, camp meeting 1982, wake up. Be careful on your way home. Be careful on your way home. 
love you. If I don't see you again, I'll see you in the rapture. To you, I say so long. We'll meet again. But to some of you, that I've got to say goodbye. Sinner, goodbye. Lukewarm, goodbye. Friend, out of reach of the love of God. Out of the book of Romans, chapter 13. I will not promise you I'll be through at 10 o'clock. I will try. But if I was you and I wasn't through, hey, I wouldn't leave here. There's no telling what's going to happen in this place. Praise God. Romans chapter 13. Begin reading at verse 8. Oh, no man anything. But to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in the saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And he said all of that to get to verse 11. And now, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, nor in chambering or wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust. There are. And reading out of two of those verses, it is high time to awake.
and the night is far spent. I want to pick up a subject for a little while. Those that are praying, seeking the Lord, you just keep on. You're not going to worry me. Hey, if I don't have enough volume, they'll turn me up. Amen. I want to use the subject tonight for the next hour or so. We slept. At dawn, we slept. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord just a moment. All right, you may be seated. At dawn, we slept. And all of us know that sleep is necessary. It's necessary. And there's something about the peacefulness of the night. God knew how to put together a time for a man to sleep. Now, Brother Tenney, you talked about people that was in, you said you was an owl. I'm glad you didn't call us folks that get up at daylight turkeys. I know it. You called us chickens. But God knew what He was doing when He fixed the night time. He turned on a little voice in the cricket that you hear in the night. The sounds of the night are so beautiful. And to some of us that may be night owls, you have heard in the middle of the night the old mockingbirds suddenly just go to sing. Couldn't see a thing. I got up one night. I heard a mockingbird outside about 1 o'clock in the morning. And it was as dark as it could be, a street light out there. Not a street light, but a night light where I live. And I said, I, I just got up. He kept singing. And I went out there to look to see what he was doing. And he was sitting on top of that pole. And he would just jump up about three feet high and come down, and for about 30 minutes, he sang the most beautiful songs you ever heard in your life. And I stood there and watched the creation of God as it praised Him in the melody of its heart, singing not to men, not to the daylight hours, but just singing to God. Oh, and then, as the night wears on, Finally, you go to sleep. The first few hours of the night, sleep is not really beneficial to you. They say that the last three hours of the darkness 
is when you absorb the energy that your body needs in a deep, slumbering sleep. Somehow, it's just before the daylight that you sleep. Hallelujah. But I don't know about the church. The sun never sets on it. So we can't sleep. And I believe that this camp meeting has been a time to awaken us in the night. Lest we sleep at dawn. Everything is looking toward the dawn of another day. It looks like that the church has come to her last night. The last sunset and the rising of the next sun could be the coming of our Lord in the clouds of glory. I never really appreciated it too much till a few years ago I went overseas and we stopped by the island of Hawaii. And I wanted to go to Pearl Harbor. And Pearl Harbor never really touched me too much until I went out to that memorial. When I stood there, I heard the roll call start. And then I got interested in the story. So interested. I was just a boy. A young boy riding to church on a Sunday morning. When the news came, what happened in that snug little harbor that is so beautiful. In our city, they told us all about it. But the whole story was this. That as you stand there and look, oil still seeps up out of the stacks of the Arizona. In that grave buried beneath that water, boys are still there. I wondered, oh God, how could anything happen to a Navy like the United States Navy? Everything in the world that a man could possibly have 
to keep it from happening. But it still happened. Still happened. On that morning, December 7, the commanding admiral that lived out on the little island out in the middle of Pearl Harbor got up and in his pajamas just at the break of day took his dog for a walk walking the little dog. The phone rang, radar being very new, and it came from the control tower. And they called him and said, Sir, we've picked up some strange blips on this radar. And we want you to know it. His wife called him from walking the dog and in his pajamas. He walked in the house and answered the phone. He said, Oh, don't worry about it. Because we're expecting some new planes from San Francisco. That's what you're seeing. They're due in here today. But what he did not know, for 30 hours a fleet had been sailing in total silence. He did not know that out there the carriers were letting the zeros come off and the kamikaze planes were taking to the air. He did not understand that they would come from the north and they would go down the southern tip of the island and come up through behind the hills and come up into the harbor. He said, don't worry. It's nothing. It's all right. And so they slept. At dawn, they slept. At dawn, they slept. Say, church of the living God, God has called your admiralty. They've told you that there's something appearing on the spiritual radar of this great church. Oh, that God would allow us to not be asleep when the dawn really breaks. Walking the dog out on the lawn and the first speck came over the hill. They tell me that there's 3,000 men. As that big bomb fell in the stack of the Arizona and it exploded. They tell me that 3,000 men died with their pajamas on. And they're asleep in a watery grave tonight. Let me tell you something, church. If you sleep after this camp meeting... You will sleep through everything that God has got to offer. Preacher friend, every service 
has been geared to turn you and me around and to wake us up and make us so sensitive to the Spirit that we can feel every little move that the Spirit wants to make. I believe that God has stripped off of the ministry this week off of myself, off of you, off of all of us, the calloused hands to where we can slip our hand into the hand of God and feel the heartbeat of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But we, if we sleep, Tommy Tenney, when you preached for me not long ago, you dropped something in my heart that I'll never forget. I don't know that you even remember saying it, but you asked me a question. Aren't you tired of being stirred and not changed? Preaching to people that a message like overqualified done nothing but stir you and you're going to go back to sleep. Have you answered a phone in the pajama time of the morning and said it's nothing to worry about? Just go on your merry way and let it be. Is it really true that a message of more excellent sacrifice only turned you over for a moment and you're going to go away from here tonight and tomorrow be wallowing in the bed of ease and not caring and being sound asleep? My God, church, hear me tonight. There's some flips on the radar that's telling us the rapture of this church is not far away. And whatever you're going to do, you better do it now. I'm going to say this, and please deal gently with me. Last night, after I got home, Brother Glass, it felt like a thousand pounds had been lifted off of my shoulder. I told my wife before I come to church last night, every night since Sunday night, I said, it's killing me, the weight of what God is doing to me. But last night, I felt God's gentle hand lift off of me a message that I believe that He sent to us. And if we take it and go home and go back to sleep, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. It's going to cost you the most precious thing that you've ever had in all of your life. At dawn, we slept. I wonder, would it help you? You could go and listen to the roll call. Would it make any difference to you? Brother Ewing, 
brought you for just a moment an insert coming back to claim bodies could it be that the roll call is being made tonight for the barns he's called over the SLYs you're not going to be pushed in a wheelchair anymore you're not going to walk on crutches anymore oh could it be that he calls sister wise could it be that he's called brother and sister weeks and he's told them i'm calling the roll it's not going to be long we're going to go back but say oh god have mercy on me if i go home and get back in the same thing i was in when i come to a camp meeting of destiny Could it be that we're on the brink? of the final move of God in a quivering world? I've thought so many times, 33,000 men died one morning because they slept. We'd have just been awake. But the craft the third watch, the final watch, is the hardest time to stay awake. Oh, you can be driving down the road and, and the white or yellow dashed lines on the road almost put you to sleep. And you drive out of instinct. You can stop and get out and walk. But if you've been driving long from four, five, 5.30 in the morning, just before dawn, it's the hardest time to stay awake. Hey, friend, aren't you tired of being stirred and not changed? Sound asleep. Couldn't recognize the minister of doom. Couldn't recognize the messenger of doom. Couldn't recognize that a man come to give me the final message that I'll ever hear. When Lot saw the angels of God come in, he thought they were just men. He said, come in. I'll wash your feet. We'll cook you a meal. In the morning you can go on. Those men have to shake him. Wake up, Lord! Wake up! It's going to be over in just a little while. Just a little while. Could it be that I am so covered with the things of this life and this world that I really can't wake up? I called my son the other morning from the campground. 
Phone rang five or six times, and in a little while I heard him. Praise the Lord, Foss's residence. Hey, I got a $10 bill waiting for you if you ever call my house. Me or my wife or my son answers that phone. If they don't answer you, praise the Lord. Most of my church answers their phone that way. You'd be surprised how it disarms some of these devils sometime. I'm not giving away secrets. I'm just telling you a few things I've learned. I've had them to call me, ready to, ugh. Praise the Lord, Brother Foss. Huh? Praise the Lord. When I called, I heard him. Praise the Lord. Foss is rested in. And I said, I wake you up. Yeah. I said, this is Daddy. Are you coming Wednesday? Yeah. Can't even remember it. Could it be that Camp Meeting 1982 has dialed your number? And it rang long enough that you managed to get your hands on the receiver. And you said, praise the Lord, this is where I live. And the voice on the other end of the line said, are you coming Wednesday? And you almost forgot what he told you. Don't go to sleep, friend. Don't leave here and go back to sleep. Could it be the spirit of Sodom is settling over some of us? You cannot understand that you've heard messages that contain not only life, but they contain death. And you can't understand it. Let get out! Get away! I'll wash your feet. I'll cook you a meal. But love, you don't understand. My God, you don't understand. Tomorrow, fire and brimstone is going to fall. Lot, please don't go back to sleep. Hey, stay it, sir. When Lot ran and beat on the door, wake up. Wake up! They said, leave us alone tonight. Leave us alone. Will he ever come back and beat on your door? Will he ever come back and shake you again? Hey, 
You have no right to hear what you're hearing tonight. You have no right to hear this choir sing tonight. You have no right to hear these men, Brother Ewing, Sister Mangan, and them sing tonight. You've heard more gospel than the greatest part of this world will ever hear this year. You've heard it all in one week, and you're still asleep. You're asleep. Oh, God, help me. I don't want to go home and be like I was. I don't want to go home and lose what He's done for me. I don't want to answer the phone and say, yes, I'm here, and turn over and go back to sleep. God! 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 Let something happen inside of me that I can wake up. I can't sleep at dawn. You see, I'm preaching to some of you that your families are going to burn. Your children are going to burn. Brother Mannigan, I feel like I need to say this. I'm going to say it. I'm talking to some of you that not many days from now, You'll be going to a lawyer. Divorces. Headed there. The camp done nothing but prolong the death of the child. But your home is already going to pits. And it's going to pieces. We're fighting a monster that we can't control. People come into our offices. I don't know why. I just don't want to live with them anymore. No reason whatever. Sound asleep. But, sir, let me tell you, that demon of divorce that's attacked this church has got to be stopped dead in its tracks. It's got to stop, sir. But the only way it can be is that God will shake us and wake us up and let them know that at dawn you cannot sleep. Oh, Brother Foss, you shouldn't be so hard. Listen, friend, it's a serious thing. No adultery on either side. Just can't get along. Incompatibility. Want to change. Honey, if you let that devil get in your home and then you remarry, you will rot till you burn. In a red hot hell. God makes no provisions for that. He said it was not so from the beginning. Oh, don't let me sleep. How can you go away from this camp meeting and knowing I'm going to a divorce court? Knowing that I'm going to walk out on God. Knowing that I've been moved, but I'm not stirred. I've just been moved and not changed. I'm stirred, but I'm the same. Oh, God, help me to understand. I 
can't sleep at dawn. I'm going to journey on in just a moment. I'm already five minutes over time. Friend, if we don't wake up in the end time, there is something turned loose against the home and against the family. If you don't preach now, you won't even be able to preach against adultery. You won't be able to preach against divorce. You won't be able to lift up your voice. All you'll be able to do is say, Don't disturb me. I'll wash your feet. I'll get everything ready, but don't disturb me. Can't get along. Can't live right. Gonna quit the wife. Gonna leave. Separate. It's like you have killed me when I pulled it out of my heart. I said, I'm sorry, buddy. I've fished on riverbanks. I've been on lakes. I've been in the mountains. I've been with you everywhere. And I'd rather die than tell you what I'm telling you. But you're backslid. You're backslid. And my God, how can we sleep? And it's just before the crack of dawn. How can we sleep knowing that at any time the trumpet... At dawn, we slept. At dawn, we slept. At dawn, we slept. Over the horizon comes hell's kamikaze pilots one sailing for targeted in on my ship don't let me sleep I watched a little woman curled up on the couch in my house just last week, my wife covered her with an afghan and she laid there. I watched her tremble. I watched her shake. Twenty-two years married. Three beautiful children. What's wrong? He don't want me anymore. He simply says, I'm scared. Hey, friend. You waited a long time to get scared. 
It's time to wake up and live. Hey, preacher, I'm talking to you tonight. You better be careful while you're attending the business, while you're counseling in offices, while you're about the master's business. That devil may be coming into your home, and it may, you may wake up in the morning and understand at dawn I slept. Strange, strange message for the last night. I wanted you to shout before I preach, because I knew you wasn't going to shout about this. But wake us up. God, wake me up. Wake me up. I don't know why I feel this way. And I know that you don't believe a lot of it. But that's all right. I felt it for two nights. I said something to Sister Foss about it. Honey, don't say anything about that. But in the last five minutes, I feel it so strong. I was preaching one night in our church. And just such a spirit as this settled over that audience. And I looked coming in the back door. Form in the shape of a man. Oh, but the thought, I don't believe in that. That's your business. That's your business. But hey, I can't hardly stand here where I am right now. Dark, not black, kind of a dark gray. And I was preaching and that spirit settled over that audience. I stood there, watched it move to the left. And it moved down the aisle, come down to the fifth pew. And it stood there. I watched it kind of shimmering, shaking. Couldn't see any features. All I could see was just, I knew it was the image. Shape of a man in a robe. I watched it dissipate. And it hit me like a bolt out of the blue. The spirit of death walked into my church. I stopped preaching. I looked at the audience. Hell screamed at me, don't say it. Don't say it. I had to say it. I said, Bethel Tabernacle, I saw the spirit of death come in. I told them where it stopped. It stopped right in the area. I couldn't figure it out where my strongest men sat by the glass. Just as though it would come and stop right here and stand in these, between these pews. And it began to dissipate. I told the church, 
That's where it stopped. We fell on our face. One week, one of the strongest board members I had passed away. Two and a half weeks later, the one across the aisle died. Two weeks later, the one sitting here died. Five of the strongest men in my church in the space of just a few weeks left this world. I got on my face, oh God, what is it? I don't understand. I don't know. Neither do I know why I feel what I'm feeling here tonight. But I'm telling you, sir, that something has come into this audience that hasn't been here not one night since I've been preaching to you. I've preached to the preachers. I've preached to the saints. I've preached to the sinners. But my God, I wish I knew I'd walk out there and put my hand on you tonight. But I'm telling you, I'm not wrong. If I could just wake you up. If I could just wake you up. If I could just wake you up. Give me five more minutes. I'll be through. Camp meeting will be history. But you won't be through hearing about this camp meeting for a long time. Long, long time. We danced in the night. We shouted. But I went back to sleep. Brother Tenney, my old dad walks with me so many times when I preach. I feel his spirit here now. One of the last messages I ever heard him preach, he entitled it, and I'm going to give it to you in closing. Be careful on your way home. Be careful. On your way home. Too close. Too near. Too close. Some of us, the Lord's going to take us. That's all right. But if you remain the same, you better be careful. On your way home. Three more minutes. 1982. History. Only a writing. I can't tell you enough. My God, don't go to sleep tonight. Please don't go to sleep tonight. 
Please don't go to sleep tonight. Too close. Be careful. On your way home. Be careful. On your way home. And so, the sun sets with one more minute. Has everything happened that you want to happen in this camp? Goodbye, friend. If you haven't been touched, if you haven't been reached, you're out of reach. I'm sorry. Brother Foss, if you haven't been reached, you're unreachable. You're unreachable. Because He's reached for me. How do I close this? I've been trying for five minutes to close it. But that spirit is still here. How am I going to close it? Oh. How am I going to close it? Keith? Steve? Brother Mahoney? Somebody? My God, somebody do something. Whatever you do, move carefully. Move carefully. I'm not going to tell you what to do. careful. Be careful. Be careful. Whatever you do, boys, whatever you do, be sure you know this is it. I confess to you, over a hundred camp meetings come and gone. I've never come to one like I'm in right now. Brother Glass, I've never been where I'm at right here on the last night. It's usually a night of joy. A night, hey, we're going to close it high. We're going to close it high, but all I can tell you, all I can say to you, don't sleep. Don't sleep. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up! Wake up! I am thine, O oh Lord. 
audience to look at my hands. I want you to look at them. I've tried to make them clean. My last words to you, camp meeting 1982, wake up. Be careful on your way home. Be careful on your way home. I don't see you again. I'll see you in the rapture. To you, I say so long. We'll meet again. But to some of you that I've got to say goodbye. Sinner! 